Hello and welcome. My name is Mark Blatstein, the physician founder of Physician Pre-Sentence Report Service. This YouTube is going to be whether the feds have already indicted you or you have the feeling or people have told you that the FBI or the feds are asking questions in your general sphere of influence. Either way, you don't need to be taking notes along this video because I'll open it up at the very end and you'll see the website where all my pointers and all the information will be readily available. So <clears throat> if you're at the point where you hear the feds are asking questions, believe it. And if you don't believe it on the first time where someone brings it up to you, believe it on the second time. And you need to get an attorney immediately. If you are the company owner, uh, your corporate executive, even if you don't believe that you've done anything anything wrong, just take it at faith value that even if you think you're innocent at this particular point, understand that from the Department of Justice, if they've made it this far, as far as you're concerned, they have a 98% conviction rate. So the buck stops with you. And you could be looking at prison. So you need to get a federal criminal defense attorney who practices in federal criminal court. And this is a big deal. So you can't really wait. And then with your attorney, with your attorney, rather, the next thing after you've, you know, got become comfortable with them, you are going to decide, do you go to trial or do you plea? And unfortunately, it comes down to that. And if you go to trial, you just need to be assured that you're part of the 2% that hopefully you win. But before you've got to that point, you need to have a come be comfortable with the attorney. You need to do what the attorney recommends that you do once you've decided on that attorney. Uh, before you actually take the attorney and decide that you're going to use them, see if you can get some references for cases that this attorney has done that are similar to yours. If the attorney's willing and there's no reason that they should not be willing, maybe you could see a couple sentencing memorandums. Uh, the attorney may say that Due to HIPAA, they cannot let you see them. But you agree with the attorney. They're right, except that they can black out everything on a PDF, and it's called redacted, so that you can't see them. And what you're looking for is if they look the same. Once you've become comfortable with the attorney, as I said, you want to do everything that they ask you to do because what you're going... If you're going to trial, it's definitely important that you do everything that they do. But you also want to get have an understanding of accountability with the attorney where that they're going to listen to your needs as well as you agreeing to do what they ask you to do. But you want to be accountable. And if they if you have requests that you of them that you would like them to do, they need to be accountable to you also. And so if you go through the trial 
and you're still guilty, all is not lost. But then there are other things you need to do. And if you plea, then you're going to be you know, the next thing that at either phase, you're going to be going to a guilty hearing where you're going to plea guilty or you're guilty at trial. And so the next things that you're going to have to begin to do or you and your attorney is that your attorney is going to be meeting with the probation officer and setting up the dates and finding out what dates are good for the pre-sentence interview. And hopefully you have several months between the guilty hearing date and the date of your pre-sentence interview, because you're going to have a lot of information that you're going to have to put together or gather copies of everything from your personal identification type information through, um, you know, social security card, driver's license, financial information. If you, if you're somewhat older, you have a large medical file, all of that. And I'll go into that at another point in time but you're also going to need to put together a personal narrative which is your story or an autobiography and very briefly up until this point in time the department of justice already has their version of you your story in the press and that is your indictment and I can only imagine that it's not too flattering at this point in time. And so you have to take time to think about writing your own story or narrative. And my simple version of explaining this to you is Nike has, it's their brand. So they have their, their narrative of their sneakers, their shoes. Tesla has their brand. Well, your narrative is your brand. It's your story. And this it's not it's not an excuse. It's just your story from childhood to what you know how what caused you to be in front of the judge that caused you to, to, to make this to have to do this crime. And so it's accepting responsibility, having remorse, and undergoing with the with the court that you created victims. And if, in fact, you know, it takes time to write this narrative, but you want to include it with all of the copies of your other information so that you can give it to all this is available to give to the probation officer who conducts your pre-sentence interview several weeks before the interview. You also want to have the allocution. And if you're nervous, which is not unusual, you can actually also have that written out too and provided, but this is for the conversation for you to have with the judge if you're a little nervous or you can have that written out on five by eight cards. But this is a version of the narrative, but you know, it, it kind of, ex it, it's another way to explain to the judge that you've had time to think about you know what you've done and you really didn't realize it was as bad as you now know that it wasn't you had victims and you want to apologize to the victims first community second family third you're in you know that you have uh that you have 
to make things right. A release plan. This release plan, I realize it's premature, but this is something you have to work on. And I go through that in detail in other YouTubes, but I can touch on it because the judge at your sentencing hearing is going to want to know this. And so, because they want to know that you're not going to come back to their courtroom again. And trust me, you know, I, about 20 years ago, I had a felony and I was unprepared for all of this. No one had told me any of this. And at one point, you know, the judge looked at me and said, asked me if I had anything to say. You know, he wanted to know my plan. And I looked at my judge. I thought I had a great white collar attorney. It was a former prosecutor. And boy, was I wrong. But I digress. You also want to be prepared now in the age of the First Step Act that there is what's something called a pattern score and a, and a Spark 13, a risk assessment. And you can actually learn all of this that can be woven again into the documents that you're giving to the priest, to the probation officer before your pre-sentence interview that begins to prepare you for both into the have it woven into your pre-sentence interview and into the report, but it also prepares you for conversation possibly with the judge but who is considered a stakeholder, but it also will be prepared for your case managers, which are also stakeholders and stakeholders are individuals who are responsible for guiding you or having you reduce your criminogenic needs or tendencies incrementally over time. And while you're in prison, this is done in a correction setting. And ultimately, the persons that are responsible for doing this is a case manager, their unit team, and then the warden officially. And so all of this can, if you are prepared for that, for if you have all this writing and documents prepared, and it can take, you know, every inch of, you know, two, three, six months, if you have that much time, now you be, you can begin to earn your way or work your way towards early release. So what does that mean? Well, once you're finally incarcerated, it's called, the first thing is earn time, good time credits. Good time credits means that you're not going to get any disciplinary you're not going to be disciplined, no infractions, which means you're going to get 15% off your sentence as long as you're sentenced to more than 12 months. Then First Step Act. First Step Act allows you to earn credits. And so if you're going in as a minimum or low category pattern score, which I touched on a little bit earlier, you can earn up to 365 days off your sentence, which approximately you, you can earn half of that or six months a year. You can earn up to six months off a sentence per year. And then so after two years, you can earn up to 365 days off your sentence then any more that you earn, any more credits that you earn 
can be time spent in a halfway house or home confinement. Next, if in fact you have some sort of substance abuse within the 12 months prior to your arrest, that can be prescriptions, alcohol, legal, illegal drugs, anything like that, that is documented in your pre-sentence report at best. And this is why it's paramount to have your pre-sentence report accurate from the get-go. That can get you up to 12 months off your sentence. But that's depending on the amount of months that you will be incarcerated. And so it's tiered. Second Chance Act, you can, depending on if you have no disciplinary problems and the amount of time that you're in prison and the amount of work you're doing towards, in other words, you're showing that you're reducing your criminogenic needs to your case managers, and there are things that you can be doing that this is something that the, your, your case manager and unit team can offer you an additional amount of time out of the BO, out of prison, possibly in halfway house. Next, which is more difficult, is compassionate release. CARES Act is no more. But if there's a medical problem and if you're over the age of 60, and it's possible that even if you're not over the age of 60, but if there's a medical issue, it could be a heavy lift, but I'm not saying that it's not that it's impossible. So how does the earned time credits work with the first step back? <clears throat> Here, this is because it wasn't available when I was in when I was in the BOP. This is these are things that I've learned from others. And so I'll go through it at this point. Is that as soon as you get in the prison, you want to make your way to one of their computers, and you will find that as soon as you get to the computer, there'll be a part on the computer where you can take the risk assessment survey. And you have to take that in order to be able to take, in order to get earned time credits from taking classes. Meaning that if you don't take the assessment, but your case manager offers you programs to take, you're not going to get credit. You'll take the classes you're not going to get earned time credits towards going home early. So that's got to be the first thing you want to do. The next thing is that you want to, when you take these classes, you want to get some sort of journal or notebook to be able to log everything that you do. Because you don't want to go ahead and have take these classes, but don't have anything to show for it. So if you take a class, for example, and you take the classes and you're taking them for several months and you go in and talk to your case manager and everything's fine. But six months later, you go in and talk to your case manager and they and they say, we don't have a record of you taking the class that you know you took. 
you're not, you're not, how can you prove it? And so my recommendation is, is that are, there are certain paperbacks. I have them in the website and you can go on to Amazon and you should get the, you should go. You need to find line books, no paperback books on Amazon. And I have this, these, these noted on my website, at least where they have to have some sort of writing in them. And then as long as there's writing in them, the staff most likely will let them in. And then you need, after when you take each class by day, by date, the teacher that taught the class, what you learned. So you're not to find something that you learned. And then at the end of the class, however long the class is, it can be weeks, months, say something that, you know, that you take away every day that you took the class. And at the very end, you want to thank the case manager for recommending doesn't matter what it, what it is. You could be a CEO of a company. But if they told you to take a class on how to balance a checkbook, you know, find something that you learned. Next is the recommendation is you're going to have a lot of time in prison. And so you can read fiction books or nonfiction books. You need to get a job. For me personally, I've always been self-employed. So I didn't need something to keep me busy all day. And so I got jobs that just did a little bit of time working. But you need to get however many months you're going to be in prison. You probably should get nonfiction, nonfiction books, make a list up, have two to two book, two to three books sent in a month or every three weeks. And spread them out for the number of months that you're going to be go being ill that you'll be in prison among family and friends. So they're all not coming at one time. Have the journal or have the line paperback journal or journals sent in to you so that you can write in again in addition to the first step back classes or programs so that you can go ahead and put in also the books that you're reading. And so they can be biographies, they can be history, science, it can be anything at all that you want to go ahead and read. It doesn't really matter, but nonfiction. And quite frankly, if, you know, maybe it can be marketing, life skills, or if you want to be an artist, or if you are an artist or a architect, and that's what you want to do, then start painting or drawing or doing it, just something. Because before you know it, you need to have, this is part of your release plan. plan. And the release plan is something that you've started before the pre-sentence interview, but now it's going to be building. And the building blocks for it is everything you're writing from the first step back classes and in nonfiction type books. And so all of these programs are important because while you, you're thinking that writing everything down is tedious, look at it more in a different way. And the, and the different way is that the same as you have life insurance, health insurance, homeowners insurance, consider this insurance. And the insurance is, is that when you meet with your case manager, 
and they tell you that we don't have a record of you going into this class, you can go ahead and pull out your journal and you can show them that here I was and everything is in order by day, day, date, and time. And so it's in chronological order, not only by classes, by by the books you're reading. And so there's no way that you could have made that up. And so now I'm gonna we're gonna see if I can do this correctly. And I'm gonna share the screen and just go through everything that I've just showed you or talked about so that you'll have a general idea of what I am talking about. Let's see. Okay, let's see. No, I didn't want to do that. And new share. Okay. Good. Okay. And we should be there. Okay. So here, see the website, pprsus.com. and how to do less time with a felony. And we're coming in here. So I've covered all this. You want to be aware, you get it. You can get the indictment. <clears throat> you need to get legal representation. Follow my, my mouse. You need to present for the best possible op outcomes, personal narrative, release plan, allocution. We've covered that. As you go through the website, you can see these little YouTubes that will help explain everything. We covered RDOP, Second Chance Act, all this you can read once you go online. There's another YouTube here that goes through the First Step Act again, so that it gives you a little bit more information. We went through books and now we're gonna go through where we had, why you need insurance six months later, and if you miss those classes, you can get kicked out. So here's the case. This is a legal case. And this person, let me see if I'll pull this up. And this was a case where this individual thought they had 365 days worth of earned time credits. There it is. A first step back credits. And the Bureau Bureau of Prison said they only had 75. They had a lot of other problems. You can click the link and read it yourself. But if they had everything written down, possibly it could have helped. We're going to go back. So we're back here to where the feds are asking questions. So your, your attorney, they're going to be doing all of this other work. <clears throat> for you while you're going to be getting character reference letters. These are refer these are character letters that are going, they're about your character. They're not telling the attorney, telling the judge how to do, how to sentence you. They're not saying that you're a nice guy. There are letters about your character, your medical, your, if you have a medical record file that is large, all of that should be in your, 
uh, pre-sentence. You should have all that ready for your pre-sentence interview, several weeks. All this is part of what you're going to get your attorney to give to the probation officer several weeks before the interview. All of your medical records, all of your hospital records. If you have surgery, all the op reports. If there's pathology reports, all of them. All the lab tests. If you have diagnostic tests, those are x-rays, CT scans, MRIs, ultrasounds, PET scans, EKG, nuclear medicine. All of that should have all the reports plus They'll be available on CDs, probably also maybe flash drives if you're lucky. You should have prescriptions for all of your medications, also for all of your medical devices. And if you're on drugs that are generic, great. You need to go through all of the Bureau of Prisons, have their own formulary. Some of the drugs that are you know, some of them will be available. Some of them will be non-formulary. You need to go through all of that with your physician and make sure that the drugs that you're on will be available. If not, I mean, they're online. If you need to check with me or another uh, mitigation expert, you know, just don't go in assuming that they're going to be there because they may not. And if your medication is not available, this is where you need to get your own physician involved and potentially come to the sentencing hearing because judges will want to talk to them depending on the seriousness of the medication. Uh, if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me or to your to uh, you know another specialist. Additionally, the BOP will not take orders from the judge regarding medical care or medication uh, delivering certain medications. You're required to get your attorney to speak to the BOP attorney. So all of that information I have available and you know your attorneys can get that information in, additionally. We discuss your narrative, allocution, pattern, Spark 13. You need to understand the administrative remedy process because the BOP, they encourage you so this is how you um, not defend yourself, but you dispute certain charges or certain things that you need to you need to self-advocate for yourself this way. First step back, we've been through that. CARES Act stopped. Second Chance Act, we reviewed. And we've been through the Department of Justice 98% conviction rate. We've gone through. These are all the things that that you'll need to gather for your pre-sentence interview before the interview. So you'll give all this to your attorney before you get to the interview so he can pass or he or she can pass all of this information off to uh, the uh, probation officer so they can have all of this. Ultimately, you want all this information, including your narrative or entry plan, allocution, all of that to the probation officer so that all the probation officer has to do when you finally have the interview is sit and talk with you so that they can personally get to know who you are, ask a few questions, and that personal interaction with you can make the difference because they're going to make a placement recommendation to the judge and they'll tell the judge what, you know, what they think of you. So this is a big deal.
<clears throat> and again, then this is for your own edification. You can go to the website and it'll go through the indictment preparation for it. And all this information here is again, another review for you so that you know, you're just that much more prepared, plus links to different judges as to what they feel is most important. I hope you have found this helpful. And, and please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. Um, I thank you for paying attention or either for tuning in and I realize that your days are busy. Any questions, please go to the website. My phone number, contact information is all there. And have a good day.